Hey everybody, this is Alex. This is Lori. And we're just doing a quick little supplemental podcast here in between the podcast that we had out recently, which was the interview with Clark Peterson and the coming podcast, which I hope to have out this weekend. Uh, there's, a, there's a lot of people, oh, the, the coming podcast with Sonny Hyde, by the way. There's a lot of people out there on social media right now who are having a challenging time with current events. Some of it might be as simple as they're bored. They're sitting at home. They don't really have much to do during this time of physical isolation, I guess, would be a good way to put it. It doesn't help that we live in Wisconsin and the weather is terrible. (laughs) No, it does not. I would agree with that statement. Also, too, there's a lot of people who are depressed. If you turn on the news, and, and we've we've said this plenty, if you're looking for bad news, there's no shortage of it. Well, and it's just this time of year, the seasonal depression season. Mm-hmm. COVID is not helping in any way. Not one bit. So I have to admit that I, I have refrained from doing much in terms of the podcast until today. I feel... Having this soapbox, I guess you could say, or this media available, I have a certain amount of responsibility. Would you agree with that? Availability? Yeah, that that might be it. And I, I certainly didn't want to abuse that. And I certainly felt my limitations as far as what I know and what I could feel comfortable in, in talking about during these times. So I didn't really feel like I could come on and say something because I don't know everything. I don't. No, I don't know that we know too many people who do. No. And I don't have a lot of comfort for people. I'm sorry to say that. It's just, I think where we're at right now, we're all dealing with things as they come our way. I would like to say that I am hopeful. We have recently watched, we have EarthCam, we have Apple TV and Occasionally we turn on EarthCam. And yes, these are trying times because we're all supposed to be self-imposing this quarantine, which I believe people are doing. And I believe that that is making a difference. And the reason why I believe people are doing that is we were watching EarthCam, as I was saying. New York City, not a person on the streets, hardly any traffic on the cameras. New Orleans, ghost town. Las Vegas, it's dark. There's nobody in the casinos. They're not even open. People are not on the street. Very little to no traffic. And these are some major cities and areas where tourism is huge. So I am encouraged that we are hopefully ahead of the curve and we're going to flatten the curve, as everybody's saying, because we are doing the responsible thing and staying home. It can be disparaging here where we live in Wisconsin because it's been raining a lot and it's not been the greatest weather. And all you really want to do this time of year is get out and be around other people. But it is a bit of a blessing, though, as well, that we are in an area where it there's not a lot of people. We're in an area where the population density is is not nearly what it is in Milwaukee or Chicago We have the fortune to be able to see what is happening worldwide and react to it proactively, I guess. Not necessarily react to it, but to be 
proactive about it and to do something. And I really hope that those who are listening are doing the same. I am somewhat jealous of the people living in big cities. I've seen these videos of people in Italy where they were out on their balconies or their verandas and they were singing and and cheering each other on. And I really thought that was really sweet. Although I did see a video on Facebook recently, a friend of mine who has moved away to a, a larger city, still here in Wisconsin, and the teachers did a parade and they went through the town and into the country and they waved at all their students that were out greeting them with signs. And I thought that was really sweet. That is really great. Maybe we can post the link to that on our page. It's, that's the sort of uplifting thing I think people could really benefit from right now. I agree. It's important if you are not of the demographic, which would be considered an at-risk demographic, which that seems a little slippery. I think that we don't really know all of the facts. We're getting as much facts as we can, but then occasionally you'll hear the the story of a 38-year-old person who's never been diagnosed with anything that's life-threatening and they didn't have asthma, they didn't have any respiratory problems, and then they died. Or you'll hear stories of, of younger people who are in the demographic which we believe to be safe getting sick, very, very sick. But if you are in the demographic that is not considered at risk, do keep in mind that you can be a carrier of this. You can bring it to somebody else. We are fortunate to have our family living under the same roof. My family specifically, I guess I should say, but your family by proxy. Multi-generational. It goes from a 17-year-old up to 78-year-old folks here in this house. And we have to think about that in terms of when we do something or go somewhere or interact with people. We have to be aware of the fact that though my parents aren't leaving the house primarily, we could bring anything back. And we have to be cautious about that. And I'm, I'm urging any listeners out there who still must go places or still feel as though they can go places to keep that in mind, the effect that you may have on other people. It is tough. I was just having a chat with a friend about the teenagers and, you know, some of the disappointing things that are going on with them right now. Some of them should be graduating, prom, you know, different sporting events, things like that were abruptly ended for them. And it's hard to explain to them when teenagers, as we know, don't always see things big picture. Sure. And furthermore, it's one thing to explain it to a teenager. It's another whole thing to explain it to a five-year-old. I recently had the pleasure of having my five-year-old granddaughter come and spend a couple nights with us to give her parents a break. And I missed her and she misses us. And we did allow her to come and spend the night with us a couple of nights knowing that both households are currently all healthy. We went for a walk. We did a little scavenger hunt. We were trying to be creative and come up with some things to do. And it was really hard for her to see the playground and not be able to go play on the playground. It is a challenging time, especially when it's something that people don't understand. It's hard to get through to people. And, of course, at five years old, it's a, it's a different level of understanding than at 25 years old 
15 is a different understanding level than 50. There's no doubt about that. But I think that the commonality among everybody is we need to keep people safe. And there's some really simple things that that everybody can do to help keep people safe. So keep washing your hands. Get a good night's sleep. Limit the amount of time that you're spending watching the news. I mean, get your news. There's no doubt about that. And be informed. There's no doubt about that. But don't let it overwhelm you because it can happen. We really haven't had a lot of news on in our house. We get our news from reading it through sources that we feel are reliable. And also, I work in a hospital setting, so... I do feel like the information I get from there is probably the most reliable, but watching the news can be frightening and depressing. So yes, definitely try to limit that. If there's one thing that I can say based on information that you've been able to get through work, which you haven't been at work in a few days now, and based on information that I've gleaned online, and it it does require some diligence to make sure that you're getting accurate information. But if there's one thing I could say about all of it, it's fluctuant. It changes. More information comes out not every day, multiple times a day. Things change all the time. It seems hourly. Some of the things that were not procedural in the beginning are procedural now, and that may change again very soon. I don't think that we have reached the point of pure saturation. I think that cases are still climbing. I think that it's it's hard for people who aren't, again, those of us who are in smaller towns like this, we're not seeing it firsthand. We're not seeing people going to the hospital. We don't have loved ones. And thank God for most of us that we don't have loved ones who are being affected by this right now. But that doesn't mean that it couldn't happen and it doesn't mean that it won't happen. So it's a challenge to see a business struggling and it's a challenge to see kids not understanding what the potential is for them in terms of life experiences that they're missing out on when it doesn't seem to have any effect on our day-to-day the covid virus does not seem to have any effect on our day-to-day lives but it it and truly does will not. but the it's a numbers game and the odds are that it may And the odds are pretty strong that it may. I am not a doomsdayer. I'm not somebody to buy into fatalistic views. But I think that we need to be realistic about this sort of thing. Some of the things that the CDC and and, and other reliable sources in terms of this virus and the effects, washing your hands, physical distancing, not meeting in large groups, not going into places where... It isn't absolutely necessary for you to go or not doing things that aren't absolutely necessary at this time. This this isn't a a lifestyle change that's going to, to happen over a long period of time, especially if we can hit it hard now. With you saying this isn't a lifestyle change, in some ways I hope some of these things are lifestyle changes. Some of the things that we're doing to stay healthy now, we should be doing all of the time. Some of the things that we're doing with our families now Let's keep those going. Sure, I agree. The social distancing or physical distancing, no, I don't agree that that should be a lifestyle change we keep. 
but educating yourself and learning how to take care of yourself and keep yourself healthy, again, one of those things that I think would be a good habit to continue. Well, I think that we should explore that just for a moment here. And I, I agree with you in the spirit of this, keeping ourselves clean, keeping the places that we frequent and public spaces clean. I would say having a healthy understanding of physical space among each other. These are these are good things that, that we could probably get from this. Wouldn't you agree? The things that I have been seeing, the generosity that I have been seeing has been amazing. I, we were affected by this personally, not in the sense that we, anybody in our family has COVID or coronavirus or whatever you want to call it, but we were supposed to have a baby shower for our next grandchild that was that's coming into this world and we were unable to have that baby shower but the generosity that I have seen from people that would have attended that have sent encouraging notes money gifts it has been a really sweet thing to get to be part of that and experience that we have a local business here that has just bent over backwards, being um, very accommodating and, and adjusting how they're doing business so that they can still continue to serve people in the community. And there's so many more stories. I, I just read a, a post about the generosity of many businesses in our little community donating medical supplies, the masks, the face shields, mm -hmm. the protective wear that nurses and doctors need to have because unfortunately there is a shortage of those. And having those businesses donating those things, their time, their money, things like that, just impressive, really, really impressive. Again, that's that positive side that we need to cling to. I believe that there are some benefits to this in terms of community. For years, as small business owners in this community, we have always hoped that people would put small businesses first. It seems as though people are doing that right now, and I am heartened to see this. And I hope that a number of these things that do happen, unfortunately, from tragedy or from uncertain circumstances. I hope that some of these things can continue forward. Agreed. Though I'd love to see more live music again. Definitely. But that's another positive thing. I have loved seeing all of the posts from local musicians putting their art out there on Facebook, live stream, however you're putting it out there. It's been really encouraging. I was just listening to one of my favorites just before we decided to do this podcast. Although we can't do interviews with people right now because of the social or physical distancing, I intend on having you, Alex, <laughs> do those interviews when we can get those back up and running and just talk to them about how that helped them go through this time. I think it is really cool musicians, even though we can't stand shoulder to shoulder on stage right now, are promoting each other. And that is a really great thing. So if you're able to help people out virtually, 
or show support virtually, that's, that's a great thing too. So I'm going to wrap things up here because this is just a little supplemental podcast. The next full podcast I hope to have out this weekend, which is an interview with Sonny Hyde, pastor at Cornerstone Missionary Baptist Church here in Reedsburg, and it would be episode number two of Faith in Modern Times, the first episode with Clark Peterson. The numbers went through the roof. There's a huge turnout for that, and I'm really impressed. And and we have a we have to thank him. We do, we do. I was just gearing up for that. I wanted to get my little part in there. <laughs> I'm glad. As many of you know, we are on Patreon, which is a great way to show support of the podcast. And by support, I mean to say financial support, because the podcast, though we put it out for free, is not a free venture on our part. Clark has generously donated, not via Patreon, but because of the level of donation that he has pledged to us, we are going to fulfill one of the Patreon member tiers, including Clark Peterson, because he 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 would get that. He would get that if he was going through Patreon. So he is definitely a sponsor of the podcast. Now, his level does not mean that I do the spiel about Clark Peterson being sponsoring the podcast, but his level does mean that we will make mention of this during social media posts when promoting the podcast. And we are we are amazingly humbled by this. And it is a wonderful thing. And as more sponsors come on, we will always remember Clark as being the first and a very generous man. And we we love him and we thank him for this. Yes, absolutely. It was quite the surprise the other evening when he showed up and handed you a check from six feet away. <laughs> yes, he did keep his he did keep a physical distance. I've been known to hug Clark on occasion and I did and not feel those comfortable of you, doing that. Those of you that know my husband, he's not a huggy guy. Not to many people. Not to many people. Which is fine with me. It's it's probably a good thing. Again, another thing that we're learning from from this trying time that we're in right now. I, however, am a huggy person, and I hugged someone at work the other day and realized after I felt some tension from them that I shouldn't have done that because I <laughs> definitely was in their bubble. <laughs> well, speaking of bubbles, it's time for this one to pop. Oh, that's a good segue. <laughs> I don't know if that was so great. And I want to thank everybody out there who's turning it to... And I want to thank everybody out there who's tuning in. Oh, gosh, tongue-tied at the end of this here. And to remind everybody that you could go to porternotes.com. You could go to our Facebook page, which is facebook.com slash porternotespodcast. Uh, the, the Porter Notes podcast is on Podbean, P-O-D-B-E-A-N. You can contact us via any sort of messenger or gmail which is kettle and cup at gmail.com k-e-t-t-l-e-n-c-u-p at gmail.com we're on apple Podcasts, spotify any place that you listen to stuff like this that's how you catch us support each other through this support the artists who are putting their things out there and not getting paid right now 
when all of this is over, or at least calm down, go to their shows, support. Just remember when this, when when you're in the middle of this and how this feels. Uh, we started this off kind of talking about the weather a little bit. So when you're in the middle of summer and you're sweltering, remember how cold it was in the middle of winter. When everything gets back to normal or what used to be normal or what the new semblance of normal is with 4% of the population missing, just remember what this was like. Remember these moments of, of uncertainty and maybe, I know I will, have a new sense of gratitude. Definitely. Stay positive. Wash your hands. Don't help, touch your face. Help each other. Check on your neighbors. Check on your family members that can't get out and see what you can do to help them. Yeah, don't hoard toilet paper either. No. We were down to two rolls in this house. Yeah, we had to scour the city for it. Because we did not go and hoard we waited till we actually needed it. And believe me, two rolls, six people living in the same house, bad situation. <laughs> so until next time, this is Alex. This is Lori. And stay safe. We'll talk to you again soon. <laughs>